0: So who is ready to get the 2021 Major League Baseball season to start? We have a preview for you of this upcoming season starting right now. I'm gonna tell everybody here that this is the last Sunday without baseball games for the next eight months. And hello, everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the 2021 Major League Baseball season preview show. I'm your host, Laura Antonio, and with me today is Ben Kurse, who is a big-time Boston Red Sox fan. So we're gonna be talking about Dodgers and Red Sox stuff. Also, we're gonna be predicting on who's gonna win each division and also who is gonna be playing in the wild card games and also award predictions as well. So Ben, how's your Sunday going and uh I got to I would want to rub it in your face, but I got to tell you here. Your Celtics lost again.
1: I'm pretty sick right now. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Uh it's it's been uh it's been really tough this year. Uh it's and it's just a lot of a lot of issues with this team. I don't know what to say, but uh well, at least looking forward to talking baseball. Hopefully, the Bruins will make my night a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, that was a pretty uh, gut-wrenching, to say the least.
0: Yeah, 115-120 loss to the Celtics over the Pelicans. And then you got the Bruins playing tonight in Lake Tahoe. So, you, you'll get to that in just a minute. But we got baseball to talk about. So, let's start with your Red Sox first before we get to my daughter. So, you guys got your notable adi- off-season additions where Kike Hernandez, And then one of the big subtractions was that Dustin Pedroia retired. And then you don't know what the situation Bradley jr. And you also know that Alex Cora is back as the manager of the
1: Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I think, uh, this Red Sox team should be very fascinating this year. You know, we, uh, I'm not expecting huge championship aspirations, but I do expect to have a better competitive uh, product out there on the field with this ball club. Uh, I think Kyan and bloom, uh, you know, of course, a lot of people getting kind of not the credit he deserves, you know, cause he, he's doing a lot of Tampa Bay Ray type moves in Boston. I know for Boston fans, including myself, uh, some of them are very questionable because we're expecting a lot with the big prey roll behind your Dodgers. So, uh, you know, this, this team definitely, I think, you know, uh, is not going to be great, but I do think it's going to surprise some people. Uh, we're going to probably get Chris Sale back around, you know, hopefully in the next couple of months. He's been throwing at spring training now, which is good.
0: Yeah, you're getting – Chris Sale is starting to throw from what I've seen, but also you got Kike Hernandez, and then you also got Hunter Renfro from the Tampa Bay Rays.
1: Yeah, we uh, – you know, we we've, we've made some – Quite a bit of interesting moves. We also, uh, you know, Kike, I think, you know, from the Dodgers, I, I, I don't think he's going to be crazy amount of uh,
0: – Can you say that again? You were buffering here.
1: Alex Verdugo from the, uh, the Dodgers. I think they both can give us a lot of good energy uh, with this ball club. I think Xander and Rafael Devers are two guys that are kind of more – you know, they're great um, players, probably two of the best players on the team. But in terms of energy wise, I think they're more humble and, you know, you kind of need to have some guys, you know, kind of, um, you know, if the team's down or, you know, you need to kind of have a spark. I think those type of players can get it going. I'd also just think. Uh, What were you saying? What were you saying, Ben? What I was saying is I think that this.
0: Uh, you cut out a little bit. So what were you saying? Because I was saying that the Red Sox made notable pickups, like keep Kike Ke- Hernandez, and then you got Hunter Renfro from the Rays. But you still need you could still get Jackie Bradley Jr. back. But you also got another guy that is going to help bolster your rotation and Garrett Richards.
1: Yeah, this this team is going. You know, uh, you know we got Morgan Gonzalez in from. Uh... You know, from Houston and Minnesota, he uh, probably give around 250, you know, probably like 14 homers, 13 homers per se. Uh, but I do think JBJ is very uh, a key piece. He actually, in the 60-game season, he's a very, very good player, but he did bat 280 this past year. But, uh, you know, people kind of want him back. You know, we did move on from Andrew Benatendi. I wasn't surprised about the move, but I was very disappointed in the return. Uh, but that's kind of aside the point. But I do like we got Adam Bonavito from the uh, Yankees. I thought that was a very interesting pickup because our bullpen needs some work. Uh, You know, bringing back Alex Core, I think, will help a lot. especially Guys that, you know, he helped out win the World Series with J.D. Martinez and, uh, you know, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, obviously, back, You know, Nathan Evaldi, I think, will be a bigger role this year if he can stay healthy. I think, Tanner how uh, how... Uh, the uh, prospect pitcher who pitched a little uh, bit and last year kind of toward the end of the year really well uh, i think that he can give uh, our rotation a little bit of a boost too so i think this team um you know set for huge crazy you know amounts of championship odds this year but i do think that we could surprise some people i think that potentially we could be you know if we play to the best of our ability we could stay healthy um You know, I think wild card is our peak. I'm not sure if we can even make that or not, but um, I do think that we'll put a really good product out there. And, uh, you know, I think that this team this year, you can get some some guys, uh, uh, triple A, Jaron Duran, Tristan Casas, Bobby Dalbeck of course, is still playing now, um, who played a lot last year, I think uh, can give us some more. So, I like how this team is kind of built right now. You know, I know that there's still a lot of question marks, but I'm very excited to see what they can do this year.
0: I think they're going to be a great team. I think they'll be okay, but I feel like that the Red Sox will probably get, uh, get whatchamacallis, they'll get JBJ back, and then I could see Alex Verdugo making the move to left field.
1: Yeah, it's – Morgan Gonzalez can also play the outfield too, so there's definitely uh, different ways about putting this. I think one thing I – a lot of credit for is he um talks about depth is very important and I think depth uh you know on last year's team was kind of not that great so you know if you look at on paper I think that's one thing um it's great to have is a bunch of depth pieces uh there so uh you know if some guy goes down like Kiki Hernandez goes goes down you could put a guy like Michael Chavis at second, or you could put a guy like Marvin Gonzalez at second, or go to third base, you know, Rafael Devers needs a day off, you go know, to Marvin Gonzalez. So, I think utility guys are key, and I think that that's one thing about the threat that can really help. You know, if you need a uh, night off at catcher with Kristen Vasquez, because I do think we still got Ploiecki, Um who actually was...
0: Well, well Ploeki's on the injured list, and you guys signed Jonathan Lucroy to a minor league deal.
1: Yeah, we... we, uh, we- Couple guys. Uh, we also um, traded away uh, two guys to the Rays: Jeffrey Spring and Chris Mazza for a catcher. So he might be able to become a backup and get some reps too. We also got a uh, Mookie Betts deal from you guys too. So um, there's there's just a lot of interesting things to put with uh, take. I think this year. I think Alex Cora really wants. You know, he saw what happened to this last year's team. He wasn't pretty happy with how it went. I mean, I don't know how anybody in Boston was you know, kind of thrilled of how the season went, even just being optimistic, uh, just kind of a total of a disaster, if you can say the least, with the only 60 games, but still, it was really bad. Um, but I think that this year's team, for sure, uh, I have a lot more confidence in because Dale can come back. If Edvard can come back, you know, that means that Nathan Avaldi, who's your number three, who was your number one last year. You also bring back Martin Perez, who I know has had some struggles, you know, last year, but he – he gave the Red Sox some innings, and I think that's one thing that's key with this rotation this year is innings. He also brought in Nick Pavetta, who was in the uh, deal, been at the uh, right around the last year too, and he did some things with the team too last year. So, and then you got a guy like Matt Andrees um, or or a guy uh, uh, Carter, I think it's Carter Whitlock or um, some some guy Whitlock. I forgot his name, but uh, Corey's been speaking a lot about him. Um, too. So, I think it's Connor Whitlock. i have to double check about that. But
0: Yeah, so let's predict your closer. Who's going to be the closer for the Boston Red Sox? I think it's going to be, I'm going to say Adam Anavino.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. We, we got this guy from uh, Japan. Uh,
0: I forgot his last name, but um, you do, know. do you think Anavino would be a good uh, a good, uh, what you might call this, a good contributor to the bullpen?
1: Yeah, I do think so. I mean, in a rough patch with the Yankees, you know, kind of that second half of the year, he's had his walks, um, you know, his walk problems, which kind of was a weakness. In the bullpen. But uh, he definitely gives the Red Sox another arm. Uh, when he is on, he has a very, very good rep- rapport with his team. And then his slider, which is when it's on, it's like a wiffle ball. It's pretty uh, awesome to watch too. So, uh, you know, I, I think that this bullpen definitely makes some improvements. I, I still think that, you know, it's it's not great per se, but I, I do think, that, uh, you know, this team definitely still has a lot of holes, but I do think that they're turning in a lot better of a direction than they were uh, prior to last year for sure. So
0: so who's your choice to be the Red Sox closer? Don't you want Anavito, Brazier, or Matt Burns? I,
1: I kind of want Darwinson Hernandez. You know, I don't know if you saw him pitch last year, um, lefty. I didn't see year.
0: much Red Sox games last year because of the sixty game season. We all had to play games within our region.
1: Yeah, uh, I th- think Donaldson Hernandez could be a uh, an interesting one with uh, with the, with the uh, either a closer. Or, uh, I think I think Barnes is more put it in for a setup role without Avino. I think Brazier started to get a little bit better. Um, you know, he started a little bit with more a little more velocity, and I think that's maybe. You know, he's, he really uh, struggled you know, with his velocity for a little while, too. So, uh, you know, I think that this team, I think I'm going to go fourth place. You know, I think it's going to be right around the 500 ball club. But I just think that, you know, I think even next year, um, if we can get just one premier type of player, you know, uh, you know, it's, we have to keep locking on long term and Raffi and Rafi and, you know who knows about what the pigeon situation will be like, but I think that this team with Heim Bloom, I think that they'll have to restock some of the farm. It's it's starting to, you know, I think it's starting to get a lot. Of, I think that's good news for Sox fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could. I mean, if you look at it, I think that the Red Sox, once Heim Bloom gets this situation straightened out with the farm system, I think the Red Sox have enough have an opportunity to be good again, but. Here's who I think is going to be your opening day starter. Uh, I would say Chris Sale, but I think when healthy, I think he will uh, – he's definitely going to put up some good numbers. But I, I'm going to say your opening day starter is going to be uh, – I'm going to say Nathan Avaldi, former Dodger. I'm going to go stick with a former Dodger that used to play with the Dodgers and Nathan Evaldi when he has – when he is right. I'll tell you what, he throws a lot of gas.
1: Well, Laura, you miss uh, another guy that's supposed to be coming back, too, and that's going to be your opening day starter. That'll be Eduardo Rodriguez. I think Erod is going to
0: – Erod. Are you, you meant Erod?
1: Yeah, Erod's going to be your opening day starter. I think he's your your true number two. Oh,
0: I, 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 I take that back. I think the Red Sox opening day starter is going to be Eduardo Rodriguez, and then Nathan Evaldi
1: will be the number two, and then when Chris Hill, if healthy, he'll be your number three. No, Chris Hill will be back to your number one. It's just – uh, as it goes to kind of start off, it'll probably be Juan uh, Rodriguez, then Ivaldi, uh, and then probably go Perez and then Halk. Uh, and I think Halk will get a chance. The back end, remember Garrett, will slide it to your number three spot. It'll be interesting because I think Richards and Perez are kind of similar kind of pitchers. Uh, you know, you know the, the, just the big worry about Richards is he uh, just cannot stay healthy. <laughs> That's just the biggest. Game.
0: Yeah, he just can't stay healthy though. He's just. It's, I think when J- Garrett Richards is healthy, I think he's a guy that can really uh, light up a radar gun. He
1: he could throw 92, 93, but even he can clock to ninety four, and he has some decent off speed stuff. He just, I I think I saw him pitch at Fenway actually when he was an Angel, and I believe, uh, kind of towards the game, just that was, just, I thought he had pretty decent stuff, but. Uh, you know, gamble. You know the bread deal, but it's kind of similar with the Yankees. You know, if you look around the league in the, the AL East, the Yankees have their own kind of pitching woes.
0: Yeah, I mean, with the Yankees, you got Cole, and then they just got Jamison Tion from the Pirates, and then they're going to get a healthy Luis Severino back, so their rotation should be pretty decent.
1: They have a lot of. You know, I still think they're going to be just because they have most of their lineup back, you know, top to bottom. Uh, you know, you got Lemayhew back, Jim Judge, and Stanton, and, uh, you know, Gardner kind of the bottom of the, of the uh, lineup, too. But
0: Yeah, I mean, so do you think that – you still think the Yankees win the division? We're going to get to our division picks in a, in a minute. So you're saying that you think the Yankees will be the uh, divi- the winner of the American League East?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I I just I just think that their lineup top I, I know as a Red Sox fan it pains me to say, but I have to be realistic. You know, last year uh you know, the the Yankees came up short, you Now with winning division. I yeah, they 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 came up short in the sixty game to uh, Tampa. But uh you know, Tampa just lost this year the rotation. They lost uh Blake Snell to the Padres and they lost
0: Yeah, that well we're gonna talk about the Dodgers in a minute and talk about the NL West and talk about some uh, some some uh, guys that we're very high on with the Dodgers in just a minute.
1: Yeah. You know. I mean, I think the, so. you Rays so the Rays will be interesting. I mean, I think that you know they brought some guys in for their pitching that are kind of some death pieces. You know, they brought in they like a guy like our Rich Hill. Uh, they got Chris and
0: Archer. then they got Chris Archer yep. back. So I think the Rays are still going to be just fine. Yeah,
1: I think I think the Rays will just be just fine. You know, their lineup they got, they still got guys like Austin Meadows and. Uh, you know, I was Zerina. You know, they got uh, who knows how good he's gonna be after what he was able to do in that postseason. But man, that was that guy uh, was just quite something. You know, uh, he just caught fire, and he just he never the fuse never went away with his uh with the fire that he was sitting with that bad. It was like it was like a lightning rod. You know, you have to say, but I think that that guy definitely could be a great hitter still with that team. Uh, now the bullpen, of course, you got Fairbanks, and you got a lot of guys in that bullpen. I think the the Rays bullpen might be a little bit better than the Yankees bullpen. I think that the Yankees Bullpen lost some key guys. I know Ottavino hasn't been wasn't as great last year with the team, but you lose him. You lose Tommy Canely. Uh, but you know
0: Yeah, and then Canely's with my Dodgers now, yeah. and then he's not gonna be playing this year.
1: Yeah, uh, but he was definitely big for their team. You know, they they still got some good pieces. You know, obviously they still have Chapman, but you know, Chapman of course has his inconsistency even though he does throw hard. Uh, you know, it's it's all about the command and control with him. Uh, but, you know, they got a lot of good uh, pieces there still with that Yankees team. You know, the only the only team that uh, that just has a lot of rebuilding to go, but I do expect uh, Mancini to have a big year as Baltimore. You know, uh, if you looked at the fangrass, I thought that, you know, I do love fangrass, but I just think it's unfair to give a team a 0.0 uh, chance to make the postseason. I think, you know, for the Orioles, I think that's probably more like a at least a two or a 3% chance, you know, but a 0% chance, you know, I just think that's a little much, you know, even a team like the Tigers, you know, who are a big rebuilding team, I think got like a one or 2%. So, um but the one team in that division, the LA is going to be a lot of fun this year.
0: Very fun. Uh, so the I, was, I really think the blue Jays are going to be very good. We'll talk about their projected place in just a minute. So basically, it, for my projected rotation for the Red Sox, it's I think it's gonna go like this. It's gonna go, it's gonna be Sal, Erod, Evolde, Garrett Richards, and then uh, Martin Perez will be your number your fifth starter. Or you
1: could have Houck or Pavetta. So, and then you also have Matt Andrews, who they picked, who they got. Yeah, I mean Tyler Houck. If he,
0: if he's on an innings limit, then you probably would want to start him off in the bullpen still. You know, just start him off in the bullpen and work on his innings there, you know? Excuse me. That's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Of... I'm, I'm just saying that just because if he's on an innings limit, then you might want to be a little cautious with him. You just don't want to, like, wear out a young pitcher. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. you can only, like, who, I have, I, like, if you look, if you look at it, I don't know if a young pitcher has not, haven't had an innings limit. But I really think that young pitchers go through that is so that they save their arm for later. So that's why I think Hal could be a guy that could start off in the bullpen and then and then work his then work his way into the uh, rotation.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think so uh, I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna say right here who, who I think Bob is gonna Bob, be uh, I know that they're gonna they'll have a lot of deficiencies for sure.
0: My breakout player of the Red Sox this year is, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Alex Verdugo because I'm gonna. It's because knowing him with the Dodgers, he is a player that plays with tenacity, makes great, makes Gold Glove caliber plays in the outfield, and once Fenway Park is filled with fans, that fan base, that that fan base is gonna is gonna grow and love Alex Verdugo.
1: We, we talked about last year before our preview of last year, the season games, about Mookie Betts. And you you told me, you know, he's like, you're like, we'll take care of Mookie because, uh, you know, you know how much I like him, you know, in Boston. You know, I know we, and you know, like the Padres, you know, they pay their homegrown player, you know. I, it's just something about the Red Sox. They don't want to pay our, you know, Mookie Betts. But, you know, Do- I think Doogie was definitely a fair return. You know, I'm not saying he's a Mookie Betts type, but, you um, you know, he he definitely was, you know, in a very tough year that we had last year. He was a great, great, bright spot we had. Uh, so I do think that, you know, he could be definitely a breakout. But my breakout is Kike Hernandez. I think Kike Hernandez. That's a good uh, call. You know, That's he, a good call. I really hope he succeeds in Boston. Kike Hernandez has a good chance to, uh, you know, get a lot more playing time. And I, I think that. You know, this this guy's not gonna you know radar per se. You know, and it, it's bad batting average, but I do think that this this move is a little more underrated than people realize. And uh, you know, the the guy definitely made some big timely hits for the uh, last year for their championship. And I, so you, know, you look at guys and, and Bogey and 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 Verdugo and uh, you know, but I don't think a lot of people are giving credit to potentially how much Keegan Hernandez could give that team. I think that. With guys on base, I think that this guy can uh, be a very good guy with making contact and getting guys in. And so that's why I think the breakout players, Because I think that Kiki Hernandez is going to be, you know, the first guy that you think of about this team. But I think that by the end of the year, you'll definitely, you know, talk about how much he was able to kind of contribute in uh, many big ways. And I think that Alex Cora, who a guy that, you know, he was with in Puerto Rico, I think that with that connection too, I think that'll help. And I think that that's why he might have, a year that might surprise some people in Boston.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, from a Dodger fan myself, Kike, for what I've seen in the last two seasons, well, I mean the last three seasons dating back to 2018 for Kike Hernandez, he has really improved on his offensive game.
1: I think his defensive game has been there. I, I think that his, his offensive, you know, he typically hits really well against lefties, something that, you know, the Red Sox brought him with Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro doesn't have a great batting average, but he definitely, his swing is built for Fenway Park when he can, uh, you know, of course, with him and Bloom and Tampa Bay, too, of course, was intriguing. Uh, but I, I just, I don't know. You know, Marvin Gonzalez could also be an interesting breakout, too. Uh, you know, this guy plays a lot of the field. I think that he'll get a lot of chances to, uh, you know, to play this year. I think a lot of guys that the Red Sox brought in, uh, you know, in the field. I think that, you know, you know, a lot of guys, you know, core I think is not going to overplay guys. And I think that's one thing, you know, that, that's like this, you know, I, I know that guys like Xander are probably going to rarely rest, or guys like Devers are going to probably rarely, rarely rest, but they're going to have to have their time, you know, in case like one of them goes down doing an injury or stuff like that, obviously knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But, you know, of course it's part of the game and, you know, you definitely have to have guys to be ready to go if something like that does happen. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, we'll talk about the order of each of the division in the American League East in just a minute. So with that being said, Ben, let's sift over to the National League West and talk about my team, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Again, they had an act they were very active this offseason, but let's start with the big ticket who they've got, and that is he is from my neck of the woods. He is he went to UCLA, went to Hart High School, and that's Trevor Bauer. He is a Dodger, which I'm very, very happy about. I think Trevor Bauer is going to make quite an impact in the Dodgers' starting rotation, despite uh, despite his kind of like er, like his behavior at times in social media. But I never viewed Trevor Bauer as a bad person. I think Trevor Bauer is a good person, and I think he's going to be a great presence to the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, of course we, we kind of uh... – you know, the Mets, of course, were kind of there, and I think a lot of Mets fans were hoping that they would be able to power. But you know I thought I just thought that the Dodgers probably would make the most sense. You know, he's from that out, uh, area. Um, uh, the one thing about Bauer you have to remember, though, is you know, yeah, last year, of course, he could bring a lot of energy. But if you look at his careers uh, as a whole, I mean, I feel like it's been it's been better the last couple of years. But as a career as a whole, he's It's not like he, you know, he had crazy ace stuff, you know, for a long period of time. I think that over the last, you know, he is, he's definitely a rapport, you know, with a great fastball, with uh, elite type of stuff. Um, You know, he definitely plays well, you know, with uh, guys on base under pressure. He lives in that type of big moment. Uh, But, man, you know, you add him you know, besides his behavior, you know, off the, off the field, which is kind of suspect, but you add him with Kershaw and Bueller, uh, you know, that, that, that rotation, you know, and of course you, you don't also, if we have to forget about Dustin May and Urias, you know, that, that rotation is arguably probably the best in baseball, you know, because they basically kept a lot of the guys from last year's championship team right on that team. The only guy that I worry about honestly in that bullpen is Kenley Lee If He can, you know, keep, keep himself.
0: Well, what you're saying about Kenley Jansen is he's still going to be the Dodgers closer, but it's going to depend on if he's going to produce. I mean, he hasn't had good seasons. The last three seasons we've seen of Kenley Jansen. And then you're also forgetting about David price. Right. He also got in the Mookie Betts deal and David price. I think I could, I expect him to be ready to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I keep forgetting about David Price, you know, because we got rid of him a couple years ago and he opted out. But, yeah, you know, David Price, Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, you know, there's many ways that, you know, you could just talk about this Dodgers team and be like, man, like, you know, this team has championship aspirations, you know, uh, you know, they, they got basically a lot of their guys back from last year. Um, you know, offensively, you know, Jock Peter could be a, a underrated key loss you, know, you move on from Kiki Hernandez. But you get guys back like Justin Turner. Um, of course, a guy that's right in the middle of that order with Seager and Beck. Uh So, of course, huge. You know, I think Bellinger, who kind of was a little underperforming, on honestly, last year, but was only game the same season. Uh, he's in my lock in terms of one of the more comeback players of the year this year. Uh, especially, I thought his swing got a little bit better in the postseason. Made some big, timely hits. And some of the Joe Davis calls, I still get chills when he, you know, Bellinger hits it out. Uh, but that's besides the fact. But you know, I really like how this team is built. And, of course, you know, I think the Padres, I and mean, we could talk about the Padres in a little bit, but, you know, between those two teams in California, I mean, man, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun baseball there for many years to come. I'll say that.
0: It is. I mean, what a good time to be a SoCal baseball fan, except for the Angels. But the Angels, I think they have a lineup. But what concerns me about the Angels – is the, that the pitching.
1: Right. Yeah. That's been their, that's been their problem for so long. It, it's weird because you think about the angels and you think, oh, Mike Trout, you know, you know, they bringing bringing Anthony Rondon last year, you might think that, you know, between the Dodgers and the, uh, you know, the Padres, you forget about the best player in baseball, arguably is on that angels team that unfortunately just doesn't go far, you know, during the season, because they just don't have the pitching. Uh, if they were able to get a pitch...
0: Well, like with the Angels, speaking of the Angels, they did get Quintana. That's a good pickup for them to their rotation, but is that going to be enough, though?
1: No. I, I think Quintana is a very good serviceable number two, number three type of player, uh, starter. I thought if you they got Bauer, uh, because I know that, that the Angels kind of in on Bauer for a little while. I thought I think that maybe that they would be able to kind of, uh, you know, compete in that in AL West, but you know they didn't really do much. I know outside the pitching uh, stats, so I still think that they're going to be kind of similar. Not bad, but obviously not that great enough for their pitching to get over the hump either. Uh, uh, once again,
0: yeah. I mean, I think that uh, we'll get to we'll get more into the Angels situation in just a minute. But for the Dodgers, they traded for and Canable for the Brewers. He also is a high nineties. He throws about i nineties fastball. Uh-huh. Tommy Canley who you talked about was a Yankee, now a Dodger. You're not going to play this year, but I think that Canley, when he does come back, I think Tommy Canley will be a big part of this Dodger bullpen.
1: I saw Canley in a lot against the Red Sox when he was a Yankee. And man, he gave our team a lot of problems. And it, it was just a matter of he, when he was healthy, he was very old. Uh, he had a change of point went on, when he, it's, it was so good. Um, I know it wasn't good for my team to strike out a lot on, but, you know, it, it, due to respect, you know, and all, he, I think he's definitely a uh, key piece of in that in that, uh, in that bullpen. Uh, you know, of course, you have to remember, I think they brought it back Adam Kalarek that left.
0: Adam Kalarek got traded to the uh, Oakland A's, and then the Dodgers did, however, bring back Blake Trinan.
1: And, uh, stuff back. I'm not a huge Pedro Baez guy But he definitely gave Were some...
0: you talking about Blake Trinan? Because that's who they got back And I was very happy about the Dodgers bringing back Blake Trinan
1: Yeah, I think Trinan's a good good piece back But uh, I'm not a huge Pedro Baez guy But I think that he definitely gives you back Some depth uh, in that bullpen too
0: Well, Pedro Baez is now A Houston Astro
1: Oh, that's right They moved on from him, yeah so
0: Yeah, that was a good thing The Dodgers didn't even need him, like if you look at the bullpen depth, I like Ryderall, who you almost got in the uh, I met, I Mookie Betts deal. Yep, yep, you almost got You almost got him. You, you could have had him with the Red Sox, but I'm just happy that he's here in Dodger blue. And I really think that this year for me, we'll talk about my breakout stars on the Dodgers in 2021. I really think he is ready for a breakout he season heard. this year.
1: He could. He has electric stuff when it's on. I mean, it's really fun to watch. Think about if your
0: Red Sox had him. He, he could have not been in the rotation. He could have been the future closer for any team. Good stuff, but, yeah, it's been a Red Sox. But he ended up going to the Dodgers for Kenta Maeda. That's
1: been a, that's been a life as a Red Sox fan now, giving away guys that could give us some stuff. But, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really interest, intrigued to see how the team will do this year. can't be any worse than mine.
0: I was talking about guys like Grotterall. Victor Gonzalez has been – has had a good year last year. And I really think this year, I think he's going to really take a step forward. And Joe Kelly, who I think that, you know, I have, I have a lot of good memories of Joe Kelly, but my worst memory of Joe Kelly was he, was he pitched against the Dodgers on your Red Sox world series team. And he really knew how to pitch against us. But I really think when he's right, Joe Kelly has the stuff to uh, get batters out. But it's just sometimes what I'm concerned about, Joe Kelly, is his command yeah. and his pinpoint locations.
1: That's, that was a huge problem in Boston too. So uh, you're definitely we're definitely on the same page with that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think Kelly, you know, in that in that Red Sox run, uh, a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of things, man, just went right. We didn't have the best bullpen, but you know, uh, we just had a lot of guys clicking at the right time that point in time. But uh, Kelly, I think that you know he he's of course he's he kind of has that swagger into him uh that I like um and uh i still remember the meme of him uh you know mocking at the Astros i thought that was pretty funny cuz i don't really like
0: he gets to play the Astros again on the Dodgers schedule
1: yeah that'll be a lot of fun cuz i'm not I, i'm not really big in the Astros at all so i i hope that the Dodgers take advantage of that team <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely so let's before we get more into the Dodgers so Let's kind of break down your opening day game for the Red Sox. So, basically, spring training, your first uh, Grapefruit League game will be on the 28th, the same time the Dodgers begin their Cactus League game. You play the Minnesota Twins to begin spring training. Mm-hmm. And then on opening day, you play the Baltimore Orioles for a three-game series.
1: Yeah, I mean – uh I don't take too much into beginnings of how, how, how our team will do. I think it's the performance as consistency goes on. You know, like last year, you know, the Red Sox really had to go into a really hot start because they only had sixty games. This year though, they kinda of go back to kind of the regular, you know, they don't have a full full on season, but they do have a lot more games that they can play that if they kinda of go on a little bit of a bad note. They do have some time, but it's the matter of how can they adjust. That's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: every team will have, you know, their struggles during the season. We can adapt and get back on track because sooner than later, if you can't get back on track over a period of time, that's when you'd have to get started to get concerned and, you know, your team might be a little more of trouble.
0: Yeah. So if you look at the Red Sox schedule, so three games with the Orioles at Fenway Park, and then the Tampa Bay, the new look, Tampa Bay Rays will be visiting Fenway Park on the 5th, 6th, and 7th. So I kind of think the Orioles one should be easy, should be a two out of three, I could say, or a sweep. I could say you guys take two out of three from the Orioles, and then you might lose one out of three, from, or you might get swept by Tampa Bay.
1: We'll see. I mean, as I look about it, I don't look too far in advance. I think, you know, they just have to take it game by game. Uh you know it's it's
0: it's the Yeah, so next Sunday
1: you pull, you next Sunday you get the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. I'm not a huge spring training guy I'm to get some baseball. I will be curious to see how some young guys are playing that are from the Myers.
0: What you're going to see from the Twins? Next Sunday is you're going to see how good how good their lineup still is since they kept Nelly Cruz.
1: Yeah, they're going to they're going to bring him back anyway. Uh you know I knew he
0: was gonna stay in Minnesota, yeah. and you know, you got you you know guys like Eddie Rosario. Uh, Rosario probably not gonna stay, but I'm talking about guys so- like Miguel Sinal and uh, Buckton, who's really guy that could give you speed. Mm-hmm. But this Twins team is very, very deep when it comes to their offense. But I really think their bullpen needs work. But I think that when you see this Twins team, you're gonna see how
1: good they're gonna be. Oh, definitely. I think that that team's a lot of fun. It's just their pitching that, that's always never over the hump.
0: Yeah, the pitching just never gets them, home, except for Jose Barrios, who's definitely their ace. Yep. So, now back to the Dodgers. So, basically, uh, the Dodgers – so, we, they have a lot of competition. They're going to have second-base uh, open competition between Gavin Lux and Chris Taylor. And do you think that uh, – so – there, let's talk about the closer situation do you, do you still see Kenley Jansen Being the closer or do you think Ed If he struggles you might want to give it to Grotterall or, uh, or Blake Trinan
1: I think they'll start with Jansen uh, I think the, the uh, Positive about the Dodgers is they have Different ways that they can go at the closing Spot I know uh, You know in, in the uh, postseason Against the Rays they kind of went different ways For uh, the closing spot But I think to start off they will uh, Give it to Jansen
0: Yes, because Kenley Jansen has been there before, and he's earned it. And plus, he is in a contract year. But speaking of which, who's also in a contract year is Clayton Kershaw. He said today that he wants to continue playing, and that is with the Dodgers. Do you see the Dodgers keeping Clayton Kershaw after the season, after the 2021 season?
1: If uh, if he wants to keep on playing, I, I think he bleeds. He bleeds Dodger blue. I, I wouldn't see him. He's just one of those guys that I think is very committed to that team. And why wouldn't you want to? Why would you want to leave a team that has a lot going for them right now? Um, you know the, the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. I think that they they're meant to be for you know whenever he is done there. Um, he kind of reminds me of like Dustin Pedroia or like a David Ortiz type in terms of his longevity, his loyalty. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely has, right about he that. He wants to keep
0: on playing. You can. know, because Clayton Kershaw is very loyal to the Dodgers, and I really think he is. But also, Julio Urias is going to be in the rotation. So, do you think Julio Urias can really go deep into games as a starter?
1: I think at least he'll, he'll definitely uh, contribute and give you guys innings uh, on the back in the rotation. Uh, I think that you could put him in different spots. I think you can give him a uh, long relief. I think you you can give him a spot start if needed. Um, If you want to just put him in the back of the rotation. The Dodgers expect Urias
0: to be in the rotation. And then I think Dustin May will probably be working out of the bullpen as a long reliever and eat up innings for the bullpen if a starter can't go more than three or four innings.
1: Right, yeah. I I think – that, that's just the great part about that Dodge rotation. They have different ways that they can go, you know, besides Bauer and Bueller and Kershaw, who are practically locks on that starting rotation. Then you have guys like May, and you have Urias, Uh and you have other guys, and in that, in that as, as relief guys that can maybe start a game here or there. Um, remember Tony Gonsolin? I yes, think Tony Gonsolin guys, is still uh, with us, pitched.
0: and I think that he can really give us
1: innings too. Yeah, so <laughs> – that's the best part. When when you have a pitching staff, you know the the big thing is you at least have to have a good number one, number two, and number three. If you have a very good number three, it just bonuses and it just prolongs your you know your staff. Uh, and then so if you have guys that have that have very good death pieces on a, just a team that just won a World Series. Um, I, th- I just think that your confidence level is just very high in terms of what the team could do going forward. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at uh, at the Dodgers, I mean, they're they're uh, they're set to compete this year. But also, here's a here's another question about the NL West. So, how do you think do you think the Padres are going to be a big threat to the Dodgers in hopes of clinching another division title?
1: I think this Padres team is. I think it's good for baseball because you know in the pandemic, you know we we had to we had to wonder how about the contract to be affected and stuff like that. But the Padres won out. They won not on out. Their their GM, yeah. Was Aj. Just like, uh, uh, speaking
0: really, of which, Aj Prowler just did a heck of a job.
1: Oh, it was it was incredible. This this Padres organization for so long it was just they're just very tough. You know, really bad. You know, team, you know, for a long period of time. I just think for Padre fans, you know, there in San Diego, I think that, you know, last year's team was very exciting. And then you add Blake Snell, you Darvish. And then I'm going to point out here what look, imagine the Padres' rotation
0: with a healthy Mike Clevenger in that mix with Snell and Darvish and Paddock. Oh my God.
1: Yeah. And then you also have to forget they, they added Joe Musgrove. From the pirates too. So he, he's a decent mid middle innings type of guy. Uh you also have uh, Donoson Lamet, who uh was a very good The uh, thing with Lametta is pitcher. he just
0: can't stay healthy. The thing with Lamette is I think he would be better off in the bullpen as like your long innings kind of guy. Just because you got Mackenzie Gore coming up real soon, you know I don't know if you know much about Mackenzie Gore. He's a guy that you better be keeping your eyes out on in the near future.
1: Yeah. I, I just McKinsey, love how that, Gore has
0: live stuff.
1: Yeah, I just love how that Padres team is going. Though you know they, they obviously you have a phenom, absolute phenom, in Fernando Tatis Jr., who I absolutely love. Um, I think that you know if you look at best player, he got a
0: lot of money. He's the rich man down there. Oh, Three
1: hundred forty yeah. million dollars for fourteen years,
0: and he, I think, I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is definitely going to be living up to that contract and. Ever since the twenty nineteen season, I was like, you know what? I'm so excited about Fernando Tatis Jr. being coming up to the bigs. I think he's gonna be that next generational type player on the Padres, a, a good five tool player that can make plays, web gems at shortstop, but also can can light up a uh, light up a scoreboard with home runs.
1: Yeah. This. This Padres team's gonna be a lot of fun. That you know, Slam Diego, as they said it last year. You know, that's Don Arcella
0: who came up with that. He used to be a Red Sox announcer.
1: Yep. Um, he came up they, with
0: Slam Diego.
1: Yeah. They, they have. Uh, you know, they brought back. They still Machado. They still have Hosmer. You know. Yeah, they, that's a
0: good. That's a good big three in your lineup. But they still got guys like Tommy Pham, Will Myers. I think Jay Cronenworth is gonna get get better and better as a second baseman, and then ha Kim. If he gets in the lineup, you better watch out for ha Kim. Yeah, that's saying. Like, here's the similarities between the Dodgers and the Padres. Both teams have elite lineups, and both teams have elite starting pitchings. But it's going to come down to which bullpen is going to show up.
1: Right, That's that's the biggest question. I think as a whole – I still have to go with the Dodgers, just because that they did beat the Padres last year in that in that playoff series. But you have to remember the Padres gave a run for the money with that Dodgers team last year in the playoffs. I think that this Padres team is a lot better this year than it was last year because, and so that's why yes, I... they
0: got guys like uh, Mark Melanson, who they got from the Braves. He's going to be their closer. Then Pomeranz is a good setup man. Then you got guys like you uh, Darvish. You got. Keon Callow the Padres just went all out this offseason yeah it's it's pretty crazy I can't wait to see actually the Dodgers do play the Padres in in the first time the regular season on April 16th so I can't wait to see that game but the game's in San Diego though but hopefully that they'll we'll see some fans there so that fans could just say beat LA and all that but this Padres fan base is gonna be so excited to cheer on this Padres team. Uh-huh. So basically, let's also talk about other teams like the Diamondbacks. So do you think third place is an open competition between the Padres the between the Diamondbacks and the Giants? But I kind of think you know the Rockies are. I think the Rockies are gonna are gonna be so bad this year because they got rid of Nolan Arenado to the uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals, but. The Diamondbacks, I mean, Tor Lavello, you know him pretty well from Boston. Tor Lavello makes the Diamondbacks play hard. That's the thing with the Diamondbacks.
1: Yeah, they, they play hard. Uh, I, I think that the Diamondbacks just uh, – that they, they have to uh, – in their pitching rotation. Like, I – you could have the best lineup in the world. But, it, you know, and it definitely can take you so far. But – As they say, like in football, defense wins championships. In the postseason, it's all about how much your pitching can take you. You just have to have the depth of the pitching rotation, uh, you know, a timely hitting when it comes to the postseason. And I I just think that, you know, with with this Diamondbacks team, I think that they're a very young, exciting team, but I think that they have a little bit more to go. Well, the thing is, when they got rid of Robbie Ray – the Diamondbacks kind of did
0: a dumpster. They kind of did a fire sale. But Madison Bumgarner is just not good how he used to be. But talking about guys like Christian Walker, Cattell Marte, David Peralta, those are the bright spots on the Diamondbacks' offense when they like, when
1: they hit the ball. Yeah, I, I really like Cattell Marte. He's, he's definitely an exciting player. He's probably their best hitter on the team. But a switch hitter, that just so much for sure. He's a five-tool player. That's what uh
0: that's what uh what you call this? that's what Quetel Marte is. But also mm-hmm. if you look at the Giants, their team is kind of like old, but Posey, Crawford, and uh Posey and Crawford are pretty much their bright spots on 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 when it comes to hitting. But who what who other pitcher can you name other than Johnny Cueto? Johnny Cueto to me is still their ace. And also, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, funny. I forgot to mention this guy's name. He's the grandson the of uh, Carl Yastrzemski. That's uh, Mike Yastrzemski. Oh, I love Mikey Yastrzemski. <laughs> so the Giants have an okay team, but their team
1: isn't great, right? They they don't have the pitching enough pitching. Too. I said, except for Cueto,
0: because mm-hmm. Johnny Cueto could still light up a radar gun, and he still can confuse you with the types of pitches he throws. So mm-hmm. do you think the so we'll get to the placing in just a minute, but also let's predict the Red Sox lineup. So I have uh, your leadoff hitter is gonna be I'm gonna say your your uh, leadoff hitter is gonna be Kike uh, Hernandez. Uh,
1: be, uh... Yeah I I'm pretty sure that we wanna go with a guy that uh Commit make contact and, try and get on base. Yeah, I'll go Kike. Yeah, so I have Verdugo Kike one, too. and
0: then Verdugo hitting second. And then hitting third mm-hmm. is – I'm going to go with the right-handed bat, Xander Bogarts. So I have mm-hmm. – uh, yep. I have actually uh, Renfro playing right field, so I, I'll get to him in a minute. So hitting fourth, I have is Rafael Devers.
1: I'm gonna go JD Martinez. I think, I think what Cora is gonna want to do is to have a righty. uh, I mean, Devers. I don't think he should be in the cleanup spot spot. because look at JD
0: Martinez. I like him in that five spot. To me, is because look, if you have bases loaded, no out or one out, JD Martinez Mm -hmm. could use that five spot to his advantage.
1: Yes, yeah, he true. can get he yeah. can give
0: you doubles off the Green Monster with two out or something like that. That's why mm-hmm. I like him in that number 5 spot. He's not the best runner out there or the best outfielder. He's just the guy that just uh hits. So, yep. why do you have Martina, JD Martinez fourth?
1: I think he's very used to that cleanup spot. I think that Core when he was with Cora, uh 2 that he really liked that cleanup spot. Yeah, so. I
0: mean, JD Martinez uh J.D. Martinez is a guy that I mean he could play some left field but I don't think he he's the best he doesn't have the best speed out there as he used to. So yeah. I have Devers fourth, Martinez fifth and then hitting sixth I have is I have Hunter Renfro playing in uh right field. And yep. then hitting seventh I have is the uh is the catcher, Christian Vasquez.
1: Yeah, I think Vasquez is going to have a big year this year. I think that he dev- doesn't get a lot of credit on this uh, on this lineup, but uh, he he does a lot of a lot of small well. Uh, when it comes to getting guys in, you know, have the sack fly or he'll just I just love his game. I really. And then let's see. Let's pre- reveal who's going to hit eighth for the Red Sox. Is that's going
0: to be hitting eighth and playing first base, and that is Bobby Dalbec.
1: Yep. Bobby Dalbeck. I think Dalbeck, he's a young, very exciting hitter. Uh, he just has to cut down his strikeouts. And I think that's common for younger guys that, you know, they, they definitely uh, will try to be too much of a hero with, you know, when the big moments happen, uh, you know, I think that his swim was a little too long, but I think that he's going to get a lot better. I think that he watched some video potentially this off season, which might help him out. And, uh, I love his approach, though, at the plate when he could hit for power and he could hit it to the opposite fields, but he did a little bit last year. Um, he definitely has the, tool, the tools to be a very good, promising player. And then hitting ninth is your is the left fielder. I don't think you
0: might get Jackie Bradley Jr. back. I think he might go with another team. I'm going to say hitting ninth in left field is Frenchie Cordero.
1: Yeah, uh, or Morgan Gonzalez. That's the biggest thing. The thing with Marlon Gonzalez is he's – I don't think he has the best speed. Cordero could really
0: hit nine, get on base with a squeeze bunt, and then steal a base. Yeah. So that's who I have as my projected lineup for the Red Sox. And then I pick uh, at closer is uh, Matt Barnes. But you picked Darwiz Hernandez. And then my rotation for the Red Sox would be Sale, Rodriguez, Ivaldi, Richards, and Martin Perez. And then I have Tanner Hook going to the bullpen with Nick Vivetta and Matt Andres as like your uh, long relievers, sort of to to go so forth. You know, you you're still there. Yeah,
1: like that uh
0: want for sure. Yeah, let's go. Let's go back to the Dodgers. So my projected rotation for the Dodgers is pretty simple. My pick to be the opening day starter for the Dodgers is Walker Buehler. Mhm. Yeah. And then I have Clayton Kershaw as my number two, Trevor Bauer my number three, and then David Price at my number four, and then Julio Urias as the fifth starter, and then Dustin May going to the bullpen as a uh, long reliever. Was that? Mm -hmm. Are you still there? Yeah. Yeah, so I was saying Dustin may go into the bullpen. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. He could be good at either both, both as a a starter and as a reliever. But I told you my five starters for the Dodgers. But I'll tell you uh, who I think is going to be the Dodgers' closer. I told you it's still going to be Kenley Jansen. We all know that. But my lineup for the Dodgers is pretty easy you might agree or disagree with it. So I have Mookie Betts leading off and playing right field. Then I have Corey Seager hitting second and playing shortstop. Justin Turner hitting third and then hitting fourth is Cody Bellinger and playing center field hitting fifth is AJ Pollock in left. And then Max Muncy is going to hit sixth and play first base and then batting seventh and doing the catching is Will Smith. And then Gavin Lux will bat eighth and play second base. So that's my projected lineup for the Dodgers. Do you yep. do you want do you think you would change anything? But do you like the Dodgers lineup because this Dodger lineup is going to be pretty much balanced from right to left, right left. Just because I think Dave, I think it's because of how the depth of this uh, team is. You know, so mm-hmm.
1: yeah, the depth yeah. Of the so is very here's good. a here's a
0: Dodger question for you because now that Justin Turner and Now with, like, Clayton Kurt, I asked you about Clayton Kershaw staying since he's a free agent after the season. Do you think the Dodgers will will also keep Corey Seager too? Mm -hmm. Even though that he's a free agent after the season. I I really think that the Dodgers will not let Corey Seager go. Because I feel like that Mm -hmm. once all the big contracts – the Dodgers are going to get a lot of money in the next offseason when Kenley Jansen's contract gets off the books so that they could extend Seager and then they can also resign Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. So would you agree with that? So, yeah. So do you think, so do you think Corey Seager stays with the Dodgers? Yeah. Uh, I just checking. Do. So with that being said now, uh, let's, let's, let me tell you my breakout uh, player on the Dodgers this year, and I'm going to go with a pitcher. I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with uh, my breakout player on the Dodgers this year is I'm going to say Julio Urias. What about you, Ben?
1: Uh, Gavin oh, that's Lux. a good pick,
0: too. I mean, he didn't see a lot of time and like, I mean, he showed up, like, to camp last year. But I really think this year he's going to grow himself into a uh, good baseball player. And I still have 100% confidence in him. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't understand you.
1: Yeah, I do. I I think that this Dodgers team, they just have a lot of different that can, you know, be put into a certain spot and and they'll produce.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now let's talk about who's going to win the National League West. The winner, our projected winner to win the National League West is, uh, my pick is the Los Angeles Dodgers. What about you? Yeah, my Dodgers, man. And then let's talk about the order of the NOS. So I have the Padres finishing in second, getting the wild, getting a wild card berth. And then the third-place team will be, I would say, a coin flip. I think third and fourth place is going to be a coin flip between the uh, Diamondbacks and Giants. And then in last place will be the Rockies.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd say Dodgers. Padres. Do uh,
0: uh, you think the Rockies are going to be in third? I, I don't think they will be just because they traded it. Nolan Arenado.
1: Diamondbacks, actually. Is it because you
0: like Torrey Lovello since he used to be a Red Sox? Mm-hmm. So you think, the, you think the Diamondbacks will have the slight edge for third place over the Giants? Yeah. To me, it's too close to call. That's why I just put a coin flip for third and fourth between the pod the uh, Diamondbacks, and the Giants. You know, and then and then who do you think is in last place in the National League West? Uh, National
1: League West, and what was? Last place. Do you think it's
0: the Colorado Rockies? Yes. Yeah, the Rockies. Let's talk about the Rockies. They did not. They they lost Nolan Arenado in, in a trade. That shows you how stupid they are. They still have Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado. Do you think
1: the Rockies will pay?
0: Will pay Trevor Story?
1: Uh that's a good question. I I think I think Story will try to keep up long term because Arenado, um, Arenado left.
0: Yeah, they need to. Like, look, they still have, like, Charlie Blackman and Trevor Story, and then their best pitcher is Hederman Marquez. But I really think that with the Rockies, where, they're, where they are as a team, their future is not bright. Mm-hmm. They've, they've gotten lucky to be in the playoffs that one season that challenged the Dodgers for the National League West. It just shows you that the Dodgers play better. They They always play well against the Rockies, but the Rockies – to me, they 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 don't really show loyalty to their stars.
1: Yeah, it's 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 pretty upsetting with the way that they handle their stars there.
0: Yeah, like they didn't they didn't even handle DJ LeMayhew that well. They didn't even handle Nolan Arenado well. The only star that they handled well was Todd Halton. But now, I think the Rockies. If you look at it, I think I think. Uh, what was I gonna say Blackman and story are pretty much the big two right now
1: yeah blockman and story are they they're they moved on from David
0: yeah they David Dahl's injury prone but Ian Desmond that contract's so bad Desmond's also out again too he did he did say he's gonna opt out yeah. So Ian Desmond, uh, I mean, when he's on the field, he's good. But I just think that Ian Desmond is just a, is a player that I think is just a good hitter. But I really think that the Rockies, to me, they're just not going to have a good team this year. No, they won't. I'm not really confident in their roster. I think the Dodgers can really steamroll them in a series easily. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm I'm going to underestimate this team a lot, but I think that. Sometimes the Rockies can sneak up on wins against the Dodgers, especially at Dodger Stadium or Coors Field. But Coors Field games are just not a guarantee if you blow out or not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that, I'm just saying – I'm just telling you about the Rockies. They're, probably, they're not going to be a team that's going to be in first or second place. They're going to be a last place team. Yep. So now let's move on to the National League Central. <laughs> so you might be different with this pick. But my pick to win, my projected pick to win the uh, National League Central is, I'm gonna say the St. Louis Cardinals because they have the they have one of the best lineups in baseball. When they got Yadier Molina back, they got Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Paul DeYoung, and you still. And then this Cardinals team is very deep offensively.
1: They have Arenado now with Goldschmidt and Paul DeYoung. Uh, Jack Flaherty. This team is a lot of fun. It is going to
0: be so much fun to watch this year. So, do you who do you pick to win the National League Central? I pick the Cardinals because of how better, how much better they got in the off season. Mm Mhm. So, who's your pick to win the National League Central? Uh, Celtics. Uh, (laughs) Cardinals. Okay, because the Cardinals to me are going to be fun. I think. You got Flaherty. You got Wainwright. Wainwright's not really your ace. He's just he's just there to be part of a – he's just there for his veteran presence. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think here. And uh, the Cardinals did some good things. I mean, they, they – it made sense for them to move on from Dexter Fowler. Yeah, it did. So let's talk about the order of the National League Central. So who I picked to be in second place – is the chicago cubs the third place team the cincinnati reds i still like their lineup and then the fourth place team the milwaukee brewers and of course you know who the last place team is and that is the pittsburgh pirates who i think will have the worst record in baseball this year so what do you think ben what's your order for the national league central
1: Was that? Wait, say it again. So, who's your uh, Who's your uh, pick to Who's
0: your uh, pick to win the National League Central? And what's your order in the uh, National League Central? Uh, Cardinals, uh, Cubs. You're like me with the, uh, You're like me when I said Cubs in second place. Yeah, Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, Brewers, and then. Pirates. Well, let's talk about the Cubs for a minute. So, they got Jake Arrieta back. Do you think the Cubs, yeah. even though that they have Arrieta back and they got rid of Darvish and all that, do you think this rec- this Cubs rotation is still going to be pretty decent?
1: Yeah, I, you know, Hendricks, of course, leads the way there. Uh, you know, they still have Chatwood. This, this team, I think, has a lot of promise. Uh, you know, I know that they moved on from a lot of their pieces, but I kind of like the Cubs still, you know, with the way that they sell that team. So I think that they, you know, they moved on from moved on from Darvish, but obviously there's there's a lot to like.
0: Yes, there is a lot to like about the Chicago Cubs. Like they got Jack Peterson who kind of who I really have faith in as as a Cub just because I really think he's going to play every day. He has an opportunity to I think he's going to relish that opportunity. I think he's going to be a big part of their lineup. And then you got guys like who I think is going to stay in the long run. But there's a lot of speculation surrounding Chris Bryant, who people think the Cardinals, the Cubs should trade to the Mets. But I really think Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez, they represent the future of the Cubs. They do, man. Uh... Like, I don't know why people would say Chris Bryant's going to get traded. I'm like, heck no to the Cubs trading Chris Bryant. I don't think he wants to leave either. Yeah, I don't think Bryant wants to leave. I don't think Javi Baez wants to leave because he's yeah. part of that big free agent class of shortstops next season. And then I still think Anthony Rizzo is still the heart and soul of the Chicago Cubs.
1: Yeah, he cut out of Daniel last year, but it was only sixty games, I think, of a better year this year.
0: Oh, yeah. Now let's talk about the uh, Cincinnati Reds. So they lost Iglesias to the Angels, and the Angels got so much better with that in that bullpen for, uh, to get Iglesias. But the Reds, however, did st- – Still get a closer in Sean Doolittle, but do you think the Reds are still going to be a team that's going to make things tougher in the national league central with the lineup that they have in Castellanos, uh, Suarez, Doi Doivado, and Luis Castillo.
1: Yeah. I think that the Reds losing Bauer though, uh, is a big bummer for them uh, because he just straightened that lineup. You have him and Castillo together. That's definitely a good uh, combination. Uh, but I do think that that lineup definitely will help them win a good amount of the games this year. So we'll have to see about it.
0: Yes, and then uh, let's talk about the Brewers. So you think that last year Christian Yelich did not, did not have an MVP type year? Just because of the 60-game season, I'm not going to make any excuses of that, but I really think Christian Yelich is a guy that with a full 162-game season, which we're going to get this year and beyond, I think that Christian Yelich is a guy that uh, I think to me is an MVP caliber player. Not only as a hitter, he's also a Gold Glove left fielder.
1: You know, in all opposite fields, and he's by far the best player, best player on the team, and arguably a top fifteen type, uh, really good player in baseball.
0: So what do you think the outlook for the Brewers is? Do you think the Brewers are going to still compete even though they're not project – even though you and I didn't predict to be a uh, – even though you and I didn't project the Brewers to go that far?
1: It's one of those teams that uh... – Oh, what were you saying? I don't put that pitching staff. There's just not enough there.
0: You're saying it's not enough for the Brewers just because they don't have a good starting staff, but it's all on Josh Hader, though.
1: Yeah. They put a lot into that uh, that Brewers team, but they don't have the pitching that can get them there.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, Craig Council sometimes makes mistakes. He most of the time makes mistakes making the re- – the re- he doesn't – I don't think he makes the proper moves when it comes to pitching, you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. He sometimes wears out Josh Hader too much. That's what I don't like about Craig console
1: Yeah, he, he, he just makes a lot of questionable uh, calls out there. And then let's talk about the
0: Pirates. The team that traded Josh Bell to the Nationals will get to that division next. Do you think Cole Tucker is their new best player?
1: Uh, Yeah, the Pirates, Pirates are a fascinating team because I think they a very big rebuilding type of year for many years, but I do think that uh you know, they got a lot of good young, fascinating type of players. I think Cole Tucker uh, is probably their best player, yeah.
0: Well he's he's gonna get there, man. I mean Colt Tucker is a guy that's gonna be a guy that is gonna make great web gems at shortstop, but his offense will continue will gradually get better. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think for the Pirates. But this team is This team has a lot of work to get done. Yeah, for sure. Now let's move on to the National League East. That's kind of like both pretty much our favorite division to talk about. So let's pick who's going to win that division. My pick to win the National League East, I'm going to say – I'm going to be real here. I think it's going to be the Atlanta Braves again. I'm going to go the Mets. I think the Mets – Why do you think the Mets do you think they have done enough to? Uh, do you think the Mets have done enough to be a contender in that in the division with the moves they made this offseason?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know they first start off getting Trevor May. They added some uh, some key death uh, piece off their bench. They got Jonathan VR. You add in that pitching staff. You uh, you know you have DeGrom, but of course you bring back Mark, you sell Marcus Stroman. You added him for another year. You a Tyron Walker for two years, which I think could be a very underrated type of move. Fastening move there, you bring in Francisco Lindor with Carlos Carrasco. I mean, talk. To oh about, man, talk, to talk B- about
0: Carrasco making the Mets rotation better, and then you talk about uh, Lindor just making quite an impact. The Dodgers, the Mets did what the Dodgers did last year. Like you know how they got Mookie Betts, the Mets pulled. They did what the Dodgers did, how they got Betts. To bring in Lindor to the Big Apple.
1: Yeah, the, the the Mets just made a lot of good moves, and if you're a Mets fan out there, I think if your team could stay healthy, you should be pretty optimistic with where you're going right now. So, um,
0: but yeah, right, look, they got Albert Almara Jr. Yep, who's and then they Kevin Pilar, I think too. Hook. You mean you met Jonathan VR? Yeah, they got VR, but they also added Kevin Pilar too. Oh man, Kapilar is still a, a solid piece off the bench. Yeah. But I'm also looking at the Mets lineup. Do you move Nemo to left field? Do you start Jose Martinez there, or do you, uh, or do you, uh, what should, or you, or you start uh, JD? Move JD Davis to left field so that, like, imagine if Jeff, McNe- so that you put Jeff McNeil a third, and then what if Robinson Cano comes back? Just kidding.
1: Yeah, I think uh, McNeil probably play the outfield. Or actually, I think J.D. Davis will play third base. I think uh, – Well, because
0: Cano suspended for a whole year. Yeah. Uh second Which base, is – Well, I think to me, I'm disappointed in him just because why would he do a thing like that?
1: He's had those past things too. and uh, You know, he, he just can't be trusted, you know, off the field. That's the biggest problem with him. Now let's talk about the Braves. So I picked the Braves to
0: win the division. They're just like the Dodgers. They have a lot of good hitters, and their starting pitching is still really good. Do you think the Braves, with when you pick the since you picked the Mets winning the division,
1: do you think the Braves are going to take a step back? No, I think that the Braves will be fine. I, I just I, I think that they actually added some really good uh, pieces. Charlie Morton, you know they had bring back Soroka. Uh
0: yeah, Soroka was hurt last year and he was missed.
1: Ian Anderson. So. This is, this is going to be a really good team. You, know, you bring back Acuna, you still have Freeman, who's still dominant. Uh, you just have a lot of good pieces there. And I think that uh, this Braves team, I think, will take a little bit of a step back. And I think they'll be uh, second.
0: I mean, I, I, for me, I picked the Braves to win the National League East. But I think I'm going to say this. Uh, but I also won't rule out the New York Mets, you know. I think I could see this. Uh, I could see this division being decided in a game one sixty three. Mm-hmm. That's how I could see the Braves and Mets kind of going back and forth. Just because I think this division will be decided in a game one sixty three. But I still have give the edge to the Atlanta Braves, just because they got Ozuna back. They got guys like they still have Freeman, Albies, Riley, Swanson, and then you got guys like Max Fried. And uh
1: Mike Soroka, who's a good who's yeah, like free Freed is one of their best pitchers.
0: And then you got and I think uh, Ian Anderson's gonna have a big year this year. And I think that with they even though that, that they lost uh oh this? they lost uh they lost Mark Melanson. I still think guys like uh Shane Green or AJ Minter could take over the closer role. Mm-hmm. But I think Minter probably will take over, will be the next closer for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, definitely. So that's what I could see with the Braves. But you're thinking that the Braves might take a step back, but I could see the Braves continuing to get better. This team is just fun. A lot of fun. Uh
1: they are also, so, also brought back the big barrel Zuna, too.
0: I told you I said that. I I didn't even I didn't I did I never envisioned Marcia. I didn't even think. What I was saying about Ozuna is that I didn't even think he would leave Atlanta. I think Mar- Marcel Ozuna is the reason why I think the Braves are going to be ver- a-, a good hitting team.
1: Yep.
0: And also, let's make a debate: who starts in center field, Ender Ncarte or Christian Pache? I
1: pick Christian Pache. Probably NCR Day, Uh but I think Pache will play a lot. I don't. I think NCRT
0: to me has already, and it, I mean. The thing is I don't trust him out there anymore just because he can't stay healthy. Mhm. That's why I picked Pache to start in center field just because Pache is is better defensively and he can and he has potential to be a good hitter. Yeah. And I also think out of spring training you could see guys like Pablo Sandoval and Jason Kipnis making the team.
1: They could. I mean I
0: expect- It's because I don't see uh, what's his face coming back. Nick Markakis coming back. No. Although I like him, he's probably going to retire. <laughs> so now let's talk about the order of the NL East. So I have the Braves number one. I have the Mets number two. Number three, I have the Washington Nationals. We'll talk about them in just a minute. And then the number four is the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Although I did like what Dave Dombrowski's done. And then my last, my pick to be in last place. They should have been in last place all last year. That's the Miami
1: Marlins. Uh, Mets for me, then Braves, then uh, Nationals, uh, Phillies, and Marlins. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the
0: let's talk about the the Nationals. So last year they didn't have a good season just because they couldn't stay healthy. But do you think the Washington Nationals are a team that? you still could see being very good with the rotation that they have and and also the lineup that they have with, like, Trey Turner, Juan Soto.
1: Yeah, they're going to be still a decent team this year, I think, if they all stay healthy. I think uh... – uh, What were you saying?
0: What were you saying?
1: Time last year.
0: Oh, were you saying something like uh, with uh, Ryan Zimmerman not stepping away last season? Is that what no, you were saying? I
1: was saying? talking about uh, Trey Turner, but Ryan Zimmerman stepping away last year was big too for them. Uh, Steven Strasburg got hurt, remember, last year, so that definitely hurt that team a lot. Uh, but you have him with uh, Scherzer, and then John Lester can give them a boost too in the, in the mid part of the rotation.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I not, I think the Nationals made some – decent moves this offseason. Now for the Phillies. So, do you think Dombrowski has done enough to save the Phillies when it comes to their bullpen or rotation?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you... Well, bullpen. That was a, that was the biggest uh, problem with that team for sure last year. Um, but if they can get some guys in that bullpen going, uh, this team could definitely make some noise Their so their lineups still.
0: Their lineup is good with Harper, and then you got Real Muto, and then so got, got, And then McCutcheon. Mm-hmm. So I think... Are you talking about Segura? Gene Segura, yep. Yeah. And Didi Gregorius, who they got back. So the Phillies are decent. I'll tell you that. But I think that the Phillies, to me, they just need more pitching. And when they get more pitching, I think they're going to be good. Yep. Yeah. And now let's talk about the... And then the Marlins. So basically... I like Alcantara and Sixto Sanchez, but I think the Marlins' starting pitching has so much potential.
1: Yeah, they're very young. A lot of exciting uh, potential, but I just think that they uh, need to have a little more time together.
0: What was that? Do you think? Are you saying that the Miami Marlins need more time to uh,
1: construct their roster? Yeah, they need just need more time to develop and construct and. Get, just get a little bit better yeah
0: absolutely so now let's move on to the american league west so i'm gonna be honest with this pick and be real here although i like oakland's roster they're they're a team that's very underappreciated too the angels i'm not too convinced with their pitching but my pick to win the american league west is the houston astros
1: yeah the houston astros i don't as much as i don't like them they, they definitely have the best roster you know, they brought back Brantley. You know, they saw Correa. Uh, their rotation as a whole isn't that bad. They have, of course, you saw Verlander, Cranky, um, who played a role before. Uh, you know, they got a lot of guys that can that could uh, get consistent outs. Uh, Frember Valdez as well, that lefty, uh, who played a big role in that uh you know, that, the race series for them. Uh, I know it'll be very fascinating to see what the, uh, the loss about Sprinter though, because of course he set the tone at the lineup position, but, uh, Tuve, you still got Bregman. I think they'll still be fine. And, uh, Oh yeah. You know, I if-
0: mean the Astros will still be fine, but my question for you is do you think the Astros are going to extend Carlos Correa since he's also on a contract here? I don't see him leaving the Houston Astros. He loves yeah. it down in Houston. Uh,
1: I think, I think he doesn't want to leave either. I think that he, uh, He's done a lot for that city, and uh... the thing I think this is Houston's real team. I'll tell you that this is the team that always
0: competes, not like the Texans or the Rockets. This yeah. is Houston's real team that we're talking about,
1: the functioning team for sure,
0: a team that just functions well. Yep. But I think the Astros will will be in first place, win the division, but. Let's talk about when Justin Verlander comes back. Do you think he'll be ready for Opening Day, or do you think he'll be back by the by the after the All Star break?
1: Um, I haven't really paid attention to that
0: because Justin Verlander had Tommy
1: John surgery,
0: and he's gonna have to, he's probably gonna be on the sixty day injured list.
1: Yeah, I think that when he comes back, you know they'll 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 have him come back at the right time. Remember, they were out Verlander uh, for the playoff; and they got to Game Seven, and they uh, uh, ALD alcs i believe yeah
0: alcs game seven and you really needed him for that time but
1: yeah i think with the
0: astros i look at their rotation depth i like Granky. i think he still can give you innings mccullers i think is just starting to come back from his tommy john surgery christian javier is a guy that i think is going to be really really good and also you mentioned fran burr who's also a decent starter as well oh absolutely so, but really, I think the Astros will be in first. Let's, and then the second place team is the Oakland A's. So, the Oakland A's, they lost Chris Davis to the Rangers, and they also uh, lost Marcus Simeon to the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So, do you think the Oakland A's will still be a team that will still be competitive? No, uh, the Oakland Athletics the were in the American League West.
1: Oh, oh, the A's. Yeah, I think that they'll be in competitive. Uh, you know, Chapman, Olsen. I think the A's are just saving uh, their money to pay Matt Chapman. Yeah, Minaya, uh, Minaya at the, uh, um, at, at the have starting a, position. The A's uh, have a good roster. So who's your
0: pick to win the American League West? Did you say it was the Houston Astros? Yep. And
1: then the, Astros. My yep. second,
0: the team who I, who I project, predict to finish in second place is the Oakland A's. The third Me place so. team I have is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And then my fourth place yep. team is the my Texas best. Rangers. And then the last place mm-hmm. team is everybody laughs at this team. The Seattle Mariners are a laughing stock. So, yeah. With that so let's talk about the A. So you think that do you think uh Elvis Andrews is going to make an impact on the Oakland A's right away?
1: He'll be interested. You know, he's, he's he's getting up there in age. So, I think you can give them some, some good playing time. But I think that, uh, you know, he's definitely past his prime. days. What about sure there. Chris
0: Davis on the Rangers? What impact do you think he will make on the Rangers? Because Chris Davis is going to fit right into that ballpark. The Rangers are very deep with hitters, you know.
1: Yeah, I think he could be a decent bat. You know, he's not the same type of hitter he used to be, but I think that he can give them some extra power. If, if no,
0: the reason why I say the Rangers have a lot of hitters on this team is because they got guys like Joey Gallo, they got they got Rugned Odor, and they got uh, Brock Holt, who's a good utility
1: player. Yeah, they, they they're they, they still have a little bit ways to go, though. But I think that they have some guys that could make some impact.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then the and then the Rangers, I don't know how the rotation's going to be, but Kyle Gibson's not bad though. He's not that bad. And then let's talk about the uh the ace pitching. I think uh what's his face? Jesus Lozardo, To me, I think's going to have a big season, a
1: Cy Young type season. I think it will be good. I'm not sure if that's Cy Young material, but I mean, I like your thinking.
0: It's because he throws
1: hard, and he's like this young pitcher that I think's gonna really light up a radar gun. Yeah, I mean he could he could give them some some uh, good innings there.
0: Absolutely. Now let's talk about the Angels. So my question for you is a big question for you is about Shohei Otani. Do you think he's a better pitcher or a better
1: hitter? I mean, it's kind of hard at this point because we haven't really seen him at, at both at the same time a lot because he's been getting hurt. But if you had to ask me now, probably better hitter, I'd probably say. I think he
0: is a good hitter, in my opinion. Yeah, But to me as a pitcher, I just don't think he's looked that sharp as a pitcher right now just because he's he's just coming off Tommy John surgery on his L-throwing elbow. But to me right now, he should just focus on hitting. Just because that's what he, he's good at hitting. He is a good hitter. He's a really good hitter. But I just think that he just changes the game with his back. And if you need a walk-off, you could really trust him at the plate. Yeah. And then the Angels, do you think for their rotation, who do you think's a good addition to their starting rotation, Jose Quintana or Alex Gobb? I think they both are. But do you think the rotation is going to have what it takes to win the American League West? No, they they still need a lot lot more left to go. Yeah, I mean, Joe Madden can make it work. I mean, I, I like Joe Madden; He's a good manager, but there's just a lot of problems right now with his coaching staff because Mickey Calloway got in trouble. Yeah, they have a lot of issues there. So that's my Angels question for you. So let's talk about the Mariners. So who do you think their best player is? And who do you think, who do you
1: trust on the Mariners? I say Kyle Seeger. I'm gonna go Kyle Lewis. Corey's brother. Kyle Lewis, their center fielder, is uh is a young kid, but he he made a lot of impressions. Uh... I like Kyle Seager, but
0: I also like uh, but but I think that uh, Kyle Lewis, who you're talking about, he he is impressive. I mean, he's a guy that can really steal bases, make web gems, but the team, but the team as a whole is dysfunctional. That's what I'm talking yep, about on the uh, sure. Mariners. But also, I like Marco Gonzalez too. He's a guy that that really knows how to uh, pitch. You know.
1: Yeah, and they also that's got a good pickup for them. And
0: then they got Ken Giles, but Ken Giles is not going to play this. He probably won't play until like maybe towards the end or the year or something.
1: Yeah, I don't you know. were talking about Kyle Lewis, about who you
0: like, on the Seattle Mariners. Now let's talk about the, National, the American League Central. So my pick to win the American League Central is the Chicago White Sox because Tony La Russa is ready to turn this team from a pretender to a contender.
1: Yeah, I like what the White Sox are doing. Uh, you know, Giolito, remember they also had a Lance Lynn, uh, Keuchel. I mean, they they got a lot there that I really like. So, um, I'm going to go with them first. I think the Twins are going to be second. I have to still see if they're going to get back Jake Godorizzi because he's still out there. Well, probably the top most top pitcher there on the market. But uh, I think that this uh, Twins team will still be good because they see a great lineup. Then the other teams. If you look at the Indians, you know you move on. They're kind of rebuilding now. Uh, they're pitching. They lost a ton. They have a lot of young pitcher uh, pitchers. Um, you know, obviously you saw Bieber too. But uh, I think if you look at the top two. I'm gonna go White Sox. And uh, to me,
0: in the, in the American League Central, I got the White Sox finishing in first. In second place, I got the Minnesota Twins. The third place team I got is the uh, Cleveland Indians. The fourth place team is the Kansas City Royals, and then the last place team. With even though that AJ Hinch is the manager of the Detroit Tigers, the Tigers to me are still a last place team. But it's not going to be all on AJ Hinch though.
1: Nah. the Tigers still have a lot of work to do, and they they moved on from a lot of pieces. But do
0: you think AJ Hinch is the right person to be the manager of the Detroit Tigers that can help the Tigers go from rebuilding to being a contender?
1: Yeah, they could in a couple years, I'd say.
0: Yeah, but they're not there yet.
1: No, they're not But there I yet. do like
0: Casey Mize, who I think is going to be an impact rookie for them this year. He's mm-hmm. gonna be, I think he's going to be a lot of fun. And then you also – I think their best hitter right now is – I might have to say Miguel Cabrera, still the veteran of this team, but Jacoby Jones has potential. I think Goodrum's still good on the Detroit Tigers, but I think there's all-stars are going to come from their pitching. Where's this? Detroit Tigers. Yeah. Just because I think they're, they have a lot of them. They have very good, like, all-star type pitchers. Like, like Casey Mize has potential. I think Matthew Boyd's a good middle-of-the-pack type pitcher. And then uh, I'm talking about Palmer, too, if he stays healthy. You know? Yeah,
1: I think that the, the Tigers um, maybe can go out and get, get a guy that can maybe help uh, help 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 them, help them out long term, uh, you know, out there in the market for the next. But uh, they're just in a very tough uh, division right now that's going to have a lot of good teams for, for a long period of time. So I don't know how much they're going to be able to do to get up themselves, you know, closer to contention.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to take time for them still, but. Let's talk about uh, who's going to – let's talk about the Twins. So, the Twins, I still think they're going to be quite competitive. I still think them and the White Sox will go neck and neck in the American League Central. But I think the White Sox, to me, are the better team.
1: Yeah, I think that the White Sox, top to bottom, their pitching staff, and they have a lot of good hitters. Yeah, they have have your boy Moncada, Kopech. Mm -hmm. And I'm also thinking guys like Abreu, Luis Luis.
0: Luis. Roberts,
1: Eloy Jimenez.
0: Mm-hmm. This team's in it to win it for the long run. Yeah, and then on the Indians, obviously Jose Ramirez. I don't. I think the Indians are going to continue to
1: build their team around Jose Ramirez. Yeah, there, there's been talks about maybe they might move on from him. You know, the next they shouldn't
0: because he and Shane Bieber are going to be their their cornerstone pieces. Yep, and then. I'm t- and then let's talk about the Twins. I mean, Bert Berrios is still their ace. And then Donaldson, Cruz. And that offense is going to get them there, but I think it's going to be all on their pitching. Yeah. But they did get Alex Colomay to be their closer, and that's a good pickup for them. Okay. Yeah, Alex Colomay. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. And then they got Andrelton was- Simmons. Right. Yep. To potentially play second base and then Polanco will probably play shortstop. Mm-hmm. So So well, with that being So with that being said, uh now let's talk about the uh Royals. So do you think that uh who do you think do you still do you think Jorge Soler is their best player now? Do you think it's still Salvi Perez?
1: Probably between Mondes Alberto Mondesi and uh, uh, Sawyer,
0: yeah, it's probably between those two. You're absolutely right about that, and I think that Keller is a guy that uh, that uh, that really uh, knows how to pitch still. Mm-hmm. So just has to work on that uh, change-up, and then you got Hunter Dozier, and then they actually have. Merrifield, who I still think is their best player though When it comes to hitting Mm -hmm. And then uh, Ben (laughs) Antendi too Probably
1: their best hitter, I forgot He was like, he led in like Almost uh, everything in terms of statistics On doubles and hits
0: Yeah, he, he, he has So now, with that being said Let's go on to the American League East Your division So, I predict that the New York Yankees Win the American League East
1: yeah, I think that they just have like we like you said earlier, just top to bottom everything uh with that team just is really, really good.
0: But let me tell you why the Rays won the division last year. It's because the Rays just had it. The Rays just had the the Rays just had a better season than the Yankees did last year. Yeah, the
1: Rays just really clicked to the right.
0: Yes, so I think that if it were a full season, then the Rays would have still won the division because of the team they had.
1: But they're a team that you still can't sleep on. You can't sleep on them, but losing Snell and Morton, though, I think will pay big dividends.
0: I mean, I think the Rays will be fine. Like, they got Archer back. They got guys like Rich Hill. And then I think McKay will still be a a good piece to their uh, starting staff.
1: Yeah, you can't forget about uh, McKay. I think I think he uh, he's definitely really really cool. Uh, good pitcher.
0: Yeah, but I think the Rays what they need to do is not use analytics to win baseball games. Just because I'm not a fan of them using an opener when it comes to a bullpen game. Yeah. All right, what do you think of that strategy for the Rays? Do you think that's a good strategy or a bad strategy?
1: Bad. It's a bad look for this uh, game of baseball too.
0: Yeah, using an opener. I'm not a fan of that.
1: And you know, between open, you know, it, it just takes too much time. Uh you know, so I just know never...
0: Yeah, like every race fan is just wondering why did Kevin Cash pull Blake Snell
1: out of the game in the sixth inning. That is still making race fans furious. Yeah, look what look where Blake Snell is now, not with the Tampa Bay race, so he definitely was pissed not only at the moment but now in just general
0: <laughs> like i think Blake Snell's going to probably go 7 or 8 innings now the Padres yeah
1: well they didn't. so i think it was the biggest uh game that they had to they had to win and you know they the analytics got to them and they deserved to lose it i'll tell you that
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely we got to their bullpen yep. so i yeah, think first- in first place is the Yankees in second place, I have the Toronto Blue Jays, and I'll explain why. Because I like what they did this offseason. I liked how when they, got, when they went out there and got a, a Kirby Yates to go with their bullpen. I think the Toronto Blue Jays are a team that I think is going to be a uh, – they're going
1: to be fun. Yeah, that, that team, you know, Bo Bichette, uh, Clyde Jr., Kevin Biggio, uh, they just have a lot of guys that – Will just make a lot of noise this year. Uh, Marcus Simeon they added too, so uh, that lineup will not be an easy out by any means. Uh, everybody I think in that lineup can can hit, uh, make some damage. Uh, their pitching staff, of course, you know they have some guys. You know, Hunsinger Uh you know Robbie Ray, perhaps maybe could be have a bounce back year. But um, and then don't forget about Nate Pearson, who yeah, I think is gonna. Pearson I think is gonna be really. He's gonna have a breakout season. Yeah, he could throw some gas too, so. They're going to be a lot of fun, I'll tell you that. So, in first place,
0: I got the Yankees. Do you have the Blue Jays in second? Uh,
1: I have the Yankees and the Rays, and then the Blue Jays. I have Blue Jays second, and in third
0: place, I got the Rays. And then in fourth place, I got the uh, Boston Red Sox. Yeah. And then in last place, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. So... Tell me about the Orioles. Do you think that with Mancini back, do you think he kind of gives the Orioles a spark
1: they need offensively? Well, it definitely, it gives. I guess you could say that. Uh, he's just a great guy on the field, great player. And, uh, you know, the Orioles moved on from Renato Nunez. They added some guys, you know, some pro, uh, proclamation projects like uh, uh, King Felix, who, of course, used to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. Obviously, he's not the same guy he used to be. Guy like the, the dark knight and Matt Harvey they brought on a minor deal. Oh my god. Who would who Matt Harvey is not good how he used to be, man? No, no, that's what I said. He is not a guy
0: that he used to be so good, used to yep. be a top five and Cy Young, but now he's washed. Oh yeah. But uh he just, is washed up big time. Their best
1: pitcher Means. I think that you know Oh, I like John Means. I like John Means. I think quietly. John means is- he's faced my Red Sox before and uh, he's yeah. Oh